Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. A shout out to our newest donors from Patreon and Apple subscriptions. We have Calvin and Heidi from Illinois and Max from Brunswick, Maine. And it's both their birthdays over this next week. So happy birthday to you guys. And thank you so much for donating. If you'd like to donate to Bedtime History, you can donate via Apple subscriptions or Patreon. Jackie stands at the edge of the towering building, his heart pounding with anticipation. He's about to perform a death-defying stunt for his latest blockbuster movie. The cameras are rolling, and the entire film crew holds their breath in excitement. This is what he lives for, the adrenaline, the challenge, and the chance to create something extraordinary. With a deep breath, Jackie leaps off the building, defying gravity as he soars through the air. Time seems to slow down as he executes a flip and slides down a rooftop. As Jackie lands safely on the top of a moving truck, the satisfaction of nailing the stunt fills his veins, reminding him why he has dedicated his life to this craft. But there's no time to rest. The movie demands more. He swings himself into the front seat of a truck and continues a thrilling car chase through a narrow alleyway, the final climactic scene against his most dangerous enemy. With unwavering determination, Jackie embraces each challenge, pushing himself to the limit. He throws himself into fight scenes with unmatched energy, combining his martial arts skills with a touch of humor that makes audiences fall in love with him. Every punch, every kick is meticulously executed, leaving no room for error. Being Jackie Chan in a blockbuster movie means embracing fear, defying gravity, and giving everything for the sake of entertainment. It's a journey filled with adrenaline, skill, and an unwavering dedication to creating movie magic. And for Jackie, there is no greater reward than seeing his hard work and breathtaking stunts come to life on the big screen, inspiring generations to chase their dreams just as he has. Chen Kong Sang, later known as Jackie Chan, was born on April 7, 1954, in Hong Kong, China, to Charles and Li Li. At the time, his parents were a cook and a housekeeper. They were poor at the time and worked for a French diplomat and lived in a small house in the back of his house. From a young age, Kung Sung's father taught him to exercise and practice martial arts. Kung Fu was the popular martial arts style where he lived, and used lots of kicks and acrobatic movements. Because they were poor, Kung Sung and his father had to find simple ways to exercise rather than going to a typical dojo. Kung Sung struggled in school. He didn't like to sit still and often got in trouble when he got restless. He often got in fights in his neighborhood and at school. Instead, he wanted to be outside and playing, which is very natural for children. Fortunately, Kung Sung's parents were attentive to his needs and started looking at other options for his school. 
they found a nearby school called the Chinese Drama Academy, which prepared students for the Chinese opera and might be a good fit for a more active child like Kong Sung. Kong Sung was surprised when he visited the school. Rather than sitting at desks and doing traditional schoolwork, children at this school were doing Kung Fu and dancing around during the day. He thought it looked like a pretty good school, and his parents decided to enroll him for 10 years. Little did Kong Sung know what a challenge the Chinese Drama Academy would be. The masters of the school were very strict. Some of the kids made fun of him. He had to sleep on the floor at night, and during the day they worked his body very hard. Every minute of the day, they were busy running, kicking, punching, doing handstands, and cleaning. When students misbehaved, they got hit with a stick. And to Kang Sung's surprise, he still had to do schoolwork on top of it all. Kang Sung missed his parents and only saw his mother once a week. Life at the Chinese Drama Academy was very hard, but he was determined to stick it out. When he saw other children performing on stage and being applauded, he wanted to work hard to be just like them and get the same attention. Eventually, he got to perform on a stage and received his first role in a big film called Big and Little Wong Tin Bar. By the time Kang Song graduated from the Chinese Drama Academy, the opera wasn't as popular, so he knew the best idea would be to find a job in the movie industry. He auditioned to be a stuntman and got his first job. A stuntman is used in movies to do the dangerous work that actors avoid so they don't get hurt. They might jump out of moving cars, off tall buildings, or take a punch to make the action look more realistic. Over time, Kung Sung got better at being a stuntman, but his real dream was to be a movie star, not just someone who did the difficult work and didn't get recognized. His next job was a stunt coordinator who helps direct all of the stunts. Finally, he got his first chance and was given a small role in a movie called Hand of Death. It wasn't a big role, but it gave him hope that someday he might be a big star. He dreamed that he might be as popular as Bruce Lee, the most famous Chinese kung fu movie star. We have an episode on Bruce Lee, if you want to go back and listen to that. But unfortunately, movies weren't as popular at the time in China, and Kong Song had to move to Australia, where his parents now lived. He worked many different jobs to support himself. At one job, instead of using his real name, his boss introduced him as Jack. His co-workers started calling him Jackie. Around this time, we'll call him Jackie now, he got a message from Hong Kong asking him to come back and star in a new movie, a remake of Bruce Lee's Fists of Fury. He would be paid well, and best of all, he'd be a star and be acting. Jackie hurried back to Hong Kong and starred in the new movie. He had all of the moves and could do all of the stunts, but he was different than Bruce Lee. He liked to be funnier rather than serious. At the time he wrote his own movie and starred in it, it was called Half a Load of Kung Fu. Rather than trying to be just like Bruce Lee, Jackie wanted to be his own kind of action hero, a funny one who audiences would be impressed by but also laugh at. Jackie's first big movie using his own style was Snake in Eagle's Shadow, about a kung fu student who is better than his own master and learns his moves from an old man on the street. The movie was a huge hit. Jackie was happy to know audiences enjoyed his funny action hero persona. Drunken Master was his next big hit that turned him into a popular movie star 
all across China. Jackie's next job took him to the United States to film a new movie in Texas. Unfortunately, Jackie struggled with English and didn't feel as comfortable acting because of the language and the style that U.S. films were shot. Next, he returned to Hong Kong and was able to continue his acting as a celebrity there. In Hong Kong, Jackie continued acting and doing dangerous stunts. It was one of his favorite parts of the job, even though it was very dangerous. During one stunt, he fell from a 50-foot-tall clock tower and threw two cloth awnings to the ground. Another time, he slid down a 21-story building. A few times, he was hurt very badly, but he continued acting and doing stunts because it was his passion and he didn't care about the risks. In 1995, Jackie took another shot at filming in Hollywood, and his first breakout American film was Rumble in the Bronx. He did some dangerous stunts and plenty of kung fu, and the film became a huge hit. His next big film was a buddy cop movie starring alongside comedian Chris Tucker. The name of the film was Rush Hour, and ended up also being a huge hit, earning over $140 million. Jackie was finally a star in the United States as well as Asia. For the next several years, Jackie continued to film hits in Hollywood, including a second and third Rush Hour movie, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights with Owen Wilson, The Tuxedo, Around the World in 80 Days, a new Karate Kid film, and he also did the voice for Master Monkey in Kung Fu Panda. Later, Jackie also started a stunt school for aspiring young actors and started his own coffee shops, restaurants, theaters, clothing lines, and other businesses across Asia. Not only has Jackie become known for his acting, kung fu, and stunts, but also for his charitable donations around the world. He's taken his success and with gratitude used it to help others in need, which includes building schools and curing illnesses. Like Jackie, you can remember the importance of physical exercise. Even when Jackie was poor and didn't have access to a real gym or sports club, he ran through the neighborhoods near his home, used heavy objects to strengthen his muscles, kicked, and practiced his acrobatics. You can work through hard things even when they're difficult and continue to practice whatever it is you are passionate about. Jackie often turned to humor when life was hard, and even though everyone wanted him to be like Bruce Lee, he found his own way in the world, a unique way of acting that he made his own. Take a moment and think about how you can apply what you've learned about Jackie in your own life. Jackie once said, If everyone does some good, think of what a good world this will be. And when asked how he accomplished great things, he said, I do small things. I try to do good things every day. And finally, do not let circumstances control you. You can change your circumstances. We hope you enjoyed this episode about Jackie Chan. We also got some great feedback from our wonderful fans, Heather, who loved the Togo Balto and the life-saving sled dog race. They said they have two huskies and dog sledding is very popular where they live, which is very cool. And they said they would also enjoy an episode about the history of paper, which we'll add to our list. We love that idea. And then we have Lilac from Canada, who said that they listened to it every night and asked to do 
episode on female painters like Frida Kahlo. And we do actually have an episode on her. So you have to look back over our history, but we'll have to look for maybe some other female painters. That's a great idea. And then Ari from Los Angeles asked about an episode on Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. And that's a great idea too. So we'll add it to our list. There's also Anathea in Brooklyn who enjoyed the Machu Picchu episode. Thanks for all of your kind words and great ideas. Very fortunate to have you guys as fans of Bedtime History. 